Ephemeral is a production of iHeart3D Audio. For full exposure, listen with headphones. This month on Ephemeral, we've been talking about the evolution of video games. Dating back to the simple beginnings of Pong and Space Invaders, all the way up to the supercomputers that power our imaginations today. But in today's episode, we wanted to focus on the worlds inside those video games. Video games can remove us from reality and place us in a magical and surreal world. But given the ephemeral nature of video game saves, all of this wonder, amazement, and experience can be gone in the blink of an eye, leaving this world to exist only in our memories. I could probably give you a story about me being involved in like a lost save file from pretty much any time period of my life. My name's Matt Davidson, and my qualifications as a video gamer, I would say are pretty extensive just because of the generation I come from. So I was born in 1983, which puts me right in the middle of original Nintendo era, and I stuck with it enough through current times to where I played every different era of video games on pretty much every different console at one time or another. It wasn't necessarily me losing a save file, but I played the Diablo series. So both in Diablo 2 and Diablo 3, there's a mode that you can elect to play called Hardcore Mode. In Hardcore Mode, you agree at the beginning that if you die, all your progress is lost. And what it does is it resets you from zero no matter how many hours you've sunk into this character. The ones that really hurt the most were when you would lose internet connection and then you would log back in and your character was dead and deleted, right? So I had a few characters, one in particular that probably had close to five or 600 hours of playtime, just playing a very pedestrian part of the game and my internet cut out. When I got back on, that character had died to some you know, trash mob. I went through this period where I actually had to stop playing the game for like three months because it's like when a dog dies and you like can't get another dog for like for a few months because it's too painful. Like I uninstalled the game. I had to completely walk away. I eventually did come back to the game. I went through the whole process again and lost another character. And then I just had to stop. I couldn't take the pain anymore. I guess like the funniest thing about it is like, it's so painful to you, but anybody that doesn't play games like your significant other, <laughs> like has no idea how painful it is. And my wife was just kind of like bewildered why I was so upset. If I'm talking to somebody that doesn't play video games, I'm almost a little embarrassed to tell the story because A, the number of hours I sunk into playing a video game, and B, I sort of set myself up for that, right? Like, if you play high stakes like that, you're gonna lose at some point. I almost feel foolish for thinking that I was gonna be able to, you know, ride the lightning forever and never have a fault. Somebody would call and my mom would be on the phone for like half an hour and I'm sitting there like, Mom, I, I, Mom, my character's dying. Hi, I'm Josh Chandler. I've been playing video games pretty much all my life. 
as a kid, I started playing card games and then I guess in my later 20s, I got very good at it. And I guess my biggest claim to fame is I got top 100 in Magic the Gathering and Hearthstone and soon to be the new Yu-Gi-Oh game. So you're good at video games. <laughs> card games. I'm good at card games. Back in middle school, there was a game called RuneScape, and RuneScape was like one of the first like MMO games where you could go in and interact with other people. But that was uh, back in the time of dial-up. It was pretty bad when uh, people would call, dial-up would go out, and uh, DSL was still not, not, not available. I'll never forget this one instance, so I guess our friend Michael we were like out in what's called the wilderness where you can uh, kill other players. I was with him and my internet went out and then he killed me. My friend that was supposed to be like my ally killed me and took all my stuff. And then when I log in, I'm just like, what am I doing all my shit? How did that make you feel at the time this was happening? And how do you feel about it all these years later? I mean, I felt freaking angry at Michael. I mean, he was supposed to be my teammate. And he's like my friend, right? Now I just have trust issues with him. <laughs> I quit Ultima Online that day. <laughs> because everything I had fought for for years was a gone. This is Matt Frederick. I'm an executive producer on Ephemeral Officially. Also, a host of stuff they don't want you to know. Let me take you back to middle school. I'm playing Ultima Online with my friend Victor. We're playing all the time. He's got a couple of characters. He's really good at it. And I've got one character. Character's name is Malachi. And I'm doing everything I can to get my fame and my karma up. I'm trying to make money. I finally get there. I'm the illustrious something Malachi. And I just got enough money to buy a boat, which was a really big deal. In the game, you can either have a house or a boat where you can store all the stuff you've gathered, or you've got to just put it in the bank, which is just kind of, you know, that's fine, whatever. But if you really want to be somebody in Ultima Online, you need a boat or a house. I got this boat. I used all my money. I took it over to the water and I placed my boat in the water and I teleported onto my boat and I started putting my best stuff into the cargo hold of this boat and I was so excited. I was going to transfer that stuff over. I was going to get to see the world in Ultima Online. Some other character unbeknownst to me kind of walks over and is just hanging out on the shoreline and then they just disappear. And I was like, oh, that was weird. Well, it turns out they'd cast an invisibility spell on themselves and teleported onto my boat. All of a sudden, I see all of my stuff coming out of my ship's cargo hold. All my most important, most fought for magic items, my money, all the rest of the money that I had, everything just goes onto this guy. And I'm freaking out. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. So I try and take everything else out of the boat and then teleport off of it. Because if you do that, you can double click on the boat and it shrinks down and you can put it in your backpack, basically. Like it's an item. But this guy had taken my spare key from my boat out of my boat and he was able to click on it and take my boat. And then he just got the f out of there. It's not cool. I'm still to this day upset. I think just the not knowing and the amount of energy you put into something that you can never get back where it's like it's just gone. Those are the two things that strike the deepest. 
Hi, my name's Kevin Cool. I reside in Portland, Oregon. Been playing video games for over 20 years. And in 2017 on Madden Online for the Xbox, I was ranked within the top 23% of online participants. So I feel like I'm pretty good. I was kind of young, so video games were pretty big. The game was on the Nintendo 64 console, The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. If I remember correctly, you got three save files in Zelda. The one that it hurts the most was what I'll call my master one. This is one where I had beat the game, gotten everything, done all the little side quests. You can save it right before you beat the final boss. You can go back and fight the boss continuously over and over. So that was my third save file, just because it was like, I beat the game, I had all my cool stuff. So, you know, when your friends come over, you got to show off. So it's like, oh, look at that, I did this. Like, oh, you got the mirror shield. Oh, you got the hover boots. I don't know if it was like a glitch or what, but the save was still there. You could access it, but it just froze. It wasn't the exact set point that it would freeze at, but you always knew it was going to glitch. So it was like the countdown is either 30 seconds, 30 minutes, you know, whatever it is, you could load the save, but you could never actually beat it and continue to play it again. There was always a glitch where it just paused and it would just stay there. There's nothing you could do. It was very painful. As most people are, at first I'm in denial. It's not broken, it's, it's, it's whatever happened. So you do the old runaround, take the game out, blow on the cartridge, lick the cartridge. Yes, we went there, lick the cartridge. I think even like try to like put a fork or something metal on it to like re-magnetize it, even though that didn't do anything. You know, kid magic. Then I'm pretty sure I went to anger and ran around screaming and yelling at everyone and I hated the world for probably a week. I'm going to say a month. I don't really remember, but I know I hated everyone because I was so mad because I'd spent so many hours and I could never do that again. And that was the perfect file and nothing would ever come close to that ever again. And nothing in my life mattered anymore. And I was not going to pass the seventh grade and my girlfriend was going to dump me and my mom was going to make meatloaf for dinner for a week. Life as I know it had ended at that point. As you can tell, it's rehashed some pain. There's that song that was playing when the power went out. I still can't listen to it without being like, oh. Hi, I'm Annie Reese. I'm a podcast host for the show's Stuff I've Never Told You and Saver. My brothers were notorious for just erasing my save file. So one of my favorite games, Final Fantasy 3 6, they would just erase it before I could get anywhere, and it would be heartbreaking every time. Once... I was playing Final Fantasy X, and I put hours into Final Fantasy X. I normally am not somebody who, like, levels up to go fight the ultimate boss. I did in that game. It was Christmas Eve. I'd gotten this weapon that you needed to fight this ultimate boss and all this stuff. For me, it was a huge deal. I'd never done anything like that. Power went out. Power went out. Lost everything. The entire 150 hours, <laughs> gone. And I was right at the part where I was going to fight it, and I could have saved right after that. And I was so scarred by it, I could play it. And I never tried to do it again. I was like, nope, it's not worth it. GameShark was a very attractive idea. Oh, I can just use these cheat codes, and I can get everything I want in the game. This is awesome. But as a youngster, what I didn't know is that what GameShark really does is it goes into the game and alters like the code in the game and like basically screws the entire game up. Hi, I'm Trevor Young. I am a producer 
on Ephemeral. I was playing also Final Fantasy X, and I don't know if you remember this, but back in the late 90s, early 2000s, there was this thing called GameShark, and it would allow you to install these sorts of like cheat codes and all these other various ways to like get items in the game without actually having to do anything. I had this Final Fantasy X save file that I had dumped hours and hours and hours into doing all sorts of stuff, beating every boss, every end game thing you could possibly do, but there was still like a handful of things that I was really frustrated that I couldn't do, like I think a couple Ultima weapons and some other things that like are just like really hard to do in that game in the end game. And so I used the Game Shark to get those few things, and what the Game Shark did was it like blitzed out my whole file. So like it gave me those things, but like everything else was like glitched out after that. Like I don't know what it did to the code. It was basically an unplayable save file in the game. Every time I would log on, like the characters would just be like moving across the map without me touching it. I'd have like these kind of random encounters and then like the random encounters would just be like these monsters that would move around a lot and like didn't do what they were supposed to do. It was really weird. Basically like the game was unplayable after that. Like the game shark just completely screwed up the save file. And so I basically just had to wipe the whole thing and start over. Like there was nothing I could do. There was no way to play it. Luckily Final Fantasy X lends itself pretty well to replayability, but still I was pretty heartbroken. I don't think I played it for like two years. Last question. This is a quick one. Let's say I knocked on your door tomorrow and said, here you go. Here's your system. Would you try to do this again? The answer to that is yes. I fully intend to when Diablo 4 comes out. <laughs> That's the kind of insane thing about it is even though I have so much pain, the pain drives me to do it again. <laughs> I don't think I would ever try to do like what I did in my example of losing it. I wouldn't try to get every ultimate weapon again. I would play it again. I'm not gonna try to get all those weapons and fight all those ultimate bosses ever again. I think I would try. Especially now, with the uh, last two years being a pandemic, I had some extra time on my hands. So all things considered, and like plotting out, I could have easily done it over the past two years. It's more so, like I said, the emotional investment. Do I want to put that much energy into something where I know it could be taken away in an instant and there's nothing I can do? But I would probably say, yeah, I would, I would probably do it again. I quit playing with him. Now I still have trust issues 20 years later with him. Could you see yourself going to the wilderness with him again? No. I would definitely try again, but it would take a lot of time. I would need some healing, some self-reflection. I'd have to like take a solo trip to a cabin in the woods in a mountain somewhere and really like think about my life for a couple months. And then I'd come back to it and start a new game of Final Fantasy X. If you came up to me with the old Dell computer and you had Ultima Online loaded up and it had a secure connection to the server, there's no way in hell I would try and play Ultimate again. This episode of Ephemeral was written and produced by Max Williams, with special thanks to Jesse Funk. Those were the voices of Matt Davidson, Josh Chandler, Matt Frederick, Kevin Cool, Annie Reese, and Trevor Young. Some of the great music in today's episode, like the piece you are hearing now, comes courtesy of the artist Mon Plaisir. If you have listened to Ephemeral for a while, you've heard a lot of their work, and we are happy to announce 
we will have an upcoming episode interviewing the artist. For now, hear more at loyaltyfreakmusic.com. What's been your most heartbreaking experience with the save file? Tell us on social media. We're at Ephemeral Show. And check out the two-part exploration of the history of video games and other podcasts from iHeartRadio by visiting the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.